on ABC Radio and on the ABC Listen app. This is Suzanne Hill. Who amongst you doesn't love a good spy thriller? There's something about the world of spies and espionage which most of us find intriguing. But if you think you know a lot from James Bond movies about how it all works, then think again. I've got a real-life former spy in the studio with me now. His alias is Jack Beaumont. We can't tell you, and I don't know what his real name is. He's a former operative with the French Secret Service, DGSE. He gave up the job and moved to Australia with his Australian wife some years ago, and he started writing spy thrillers using all of that first-hand experience to paint a picture of what it's like to work as a spy and some of the challenges that go with that job because it's not all glamorous. His first book was called The Frenchman. It took readers into the world of this operative uh, Alec Depaint. And now Jack's written a second book. It's called Dark Arena. He's here on the Writers on Nightlife to talk to you about it tonight. Hi, Jack. Welcome. Thank you. Now, you were an Air Force pilot, then an operative in the French Secret Service. Had writing been a part of your life before you left the service or did it emerge as something new once you'd, you'd left? Uh, what do you mean after leaving the services? Yeah, I mean, had you had a, a penchant for writing previously? I uh, know it's uh, no, no. I, I guess it was just originally. Uh, so I started as a fighter pilot in mm. the French Air Force. Uh, then I was in special forces for a few years, uh, and then I was picked up by the services. So um, globally, I did like twenty years in the military, uh, and uh, as you can imagine, doing some. Uh, let's say tricky things uh so i had the ptsd mm. and um one day uh, one night actually i was having some beers with a, a mate of mine here in sydney and i was telling him about one of those stories which kept me awake at night uh and he said to me you should you should write it down it would help you it would be a really good cathartic process for mm. you and to get it out of your mind uh, and so that's what decided me to, to start writing. So that's how I started uh, writing, actually. And then I realized I re- was really enjoying it. So, I mean, having had no writing experience, how did you, did it, did it come naturally to you or did you go and take some writing courses or did you suddenly find, gosh, I can write a book? You know? No, actually, I, uh, so um, uh, I cheated a bit in a way because, uh, I mean, the story of, the, of book one, because I wrote it for... Uh, very personal reasons, mm. thinking that it was not going to be published or read by anyone uh, is very much based on, on um, very close to a real story. Mm. Uh, so, of course, I had the whole plot in my mind and I was remembering every events and, and the discussions I was having and the places and all this kind of stuff. Uh, then I had to change a few places for mm. sure. Uh, but um, I've been writing quite a bit uh, in my life because when you are in the intelligence, actually, you have to write a lot. Uh, every every uh, human source you meet or manipulate or uh, recruit or everything you do uh, has to be documented. So you have to describe precisely everything you did uh, when you come back from a mission. So I was I was used to write, but not write novels. Mm. Um, but I always been a good uh, storyteller. Uh, Jack Beaumont is here. So that first book was The Frenchman, and the second, the new one, is Dark Arena. Now, this new book is set in parts of Europe, the Middle East, North Africa. There's a plot to assassinate a high-profile politician that your character needs to identify and stop. Is stopping assassinations run-of-the-mill stuff or something a bit 
out of the ordinary when you're working in the Secret Service? Well, uh, let's say that it depends on the countries because uh, the services around the world have different way of operating. Mm -hmm. Uh, some are more violent than others, and some consider that assassination is normal. Mm -hmm. uh, some others don't. Um, so uh, for some people, yes, assassination can be quite uh, acceptable and normal in, in some, some countries, for those services of those countries. Uh, for other countries and other services, it, it's less acceptable. Um, so uh, the plot of Dark Arena, uh, yes, it's very much about uh, what could have, let's say, happened mm. uh, behind the scenes uh, to reach this situation between Russia and Ukraine. Uh, and um, actually, it's funny because I started writing it uh, maybe three years ago. Oh, before about, the invasion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's, it's. I mean, it's all about the gas battle on the yeah. Mediterranean Sea. Uh, which leads to this uh, conflict. And, and uh, so I started writing about this um, because that's something I've been working on uh, when I was in the intelligence. And, and, and uh, basically the ending of the book was uh, the invasion of Ukraine. And, and then it really happened. And so, so, so the <laughs> right. I was wondering. I was thinking you sort of set it just before the invasion, but yeah. then, wow. And and then the, the wow. publisher said, "Ah, oh, well, actually, so you have to change the ending. You have yeah. to find a new ending." And uh, without uh, spoiling anything, the 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 new ending is actually something else which did happen uh, a few months ago. Um, so, uh, yeah, look, maybe I will end up like, you know, The Simpsons where, you know, everything I write. Uh, <laughs> so the, and yeah. number three is about uh, Chinese cyber. Uh -huh. Yeah, cyber attack. Okay, well, yeah. this is it's very close to the reality that you've seen and experienced then. And so as you were saying, a lot of Dark Arena is to do with sort of politics over gas and energy security in Europe, which ended up being a massive issue once that invasion had occurred and those gas pipelines were, were cut off to some degree. How big an issue is energy when it comes to the kind of works that you know, the DCSG and other um, secret service agencies are having to deal with? How big a political issue does it turn into? Uh, what, the energy? Energy uh, I mean, security, uh, yeah, gas, yeah. gas and oil, I mean... Gas and oil is everything uh, because that's where the money is. Yeah. So uh, for a country, uh, the energy supply is, is clearly critical. Mm. Uh, so it's very important, uh, especially for Europe. But it's very complex inside Europe because inside Europe itself, uh, you have some countries uh, which are disagreeing on their uh, energy policy. Uh, Germany uh, was expecting Nord Stream 1 to arrive with the Russian gas mm. uh, through the North Sea uh, and uh, dropped, uh, clearly doesn't want to go into nuclear. And, and uh, now they had to go back to coal uh, when actually France is trying to develop the nuclear energy. So Germany is trying to force France to drop the nuclear so that fr uh, France is uh, reliant on Germany to have the Russian gas, but now it doesn't work anymore. Wow. So you have all those games mm. uh, of influence. And, and so basically the one who has the, uh, the power and the energy uh, takes a, a leadership position.
Yeah. So you, you, the character in Dark Arena is um, is the, the, the protagonist's wife who actually sort of works promoting clean energy and your character expresses some scepticism about clean energy's sort of potential to save the world and stop all of these fights from, from having to happen. Is that a perspective that you have as well? I was kind of intrigued by that. Yeah, it's... it's um... You know, sometimes you have uh, people who have the same uh, aspirations and and hopes for the future, mm. uh, but you have different ways of reaching it. Mm. Uh, and and uh, and my wife's Australian. Uh, she clearly doesn't want to know anything about. She thinks that military and services is too dark for her. She doesn't want to know about this and. And she really believes in human nature and, you know, and lots of hope on what can, people can achieve uh, by doing good things, mm-hmm. um, which sometimes uh, come close to naivety, let's say, from my perspective, uh, because I, I'm the one who always sees the worst in everything mm-hmm. and the worst in human nature because I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've lost hope into this. And so I know how... Some people can really be uh, bad and evil. Um, and the only way you can uh, stop those people uh, is by fighting them uh, and not by, you know, trying to convince them that oh, they should stop being an evil. They have to be a good person. It, it won't work. They don't care. Uh, so it's two different ways of trying to achieve the same goal, I guess. And uh, we need each other to reach uh, mm. the goal. But sometimes when you have discussions uh, and you try to exchange your perspectives on, on, on lives, on life, and how to reach those goals. Uh, sometimes, uh, of course, you have disagreements. Uh, I mean, so clearly, all those years in the service have turned you into a cynic, when it, or maybe you always were when it comes to human nature. Has that perspective changed being being out of it? No, it's very hard. It's yeah. very hard to drop it. Yeah, yeah. it's very hard. Well, I have much less uh, nightmares than before, but I mean. It, it's, um, yeah, I mean, what you see being a spy, uh, what you see of the world, uh, I used to use this analogy where basically it's like, you know, someone who never did any scuba diving or snorkeling in his life. Uh, and you, when you look at the horizon, it's just the horizon and the ocean, it's just the horizon and boats uh, floating. Uh, when you did some scuba diving, you've seen what is under the surface. And from that point on, you can't watch at the ocean anymore without thinking of what is under the mm. surface. And it's the same when you were in intelligence. Everyone you meet, everywhere you go, you always immediately think, you know, what's under the surface? What's behind this person or this situation? And, and yeah, who has the benefits of the crime? You know, always. And instead of just accepting people as they are. Uh, it's, it's very hard. So it's very hard to create new relationships. Uh, it's very hard to create new friendships. Uh, first, because you are very cautious on the people you meet and, and you don't give your friendship easily. Mm. But also the other way around, from the moment the people you meet know that you have been a spy, uh, people are very uh, scared in a way to give you their friendship because they think that you're going to try to manipulate them, you're going to lie to them anyway because that's who you are. Oh, yeah, but he was a spy, so... Yeah, so what he's saying is not true. So everything's a game. Yeah. yeah. 
And so it's very hard to uh, keep your friendships uh, and, and create new, new friendships. I've got Jack Beaumont here with me, a uh, former spy with the French Secret Service, the DGSE. He lives in Australia now with his Australian wife, doesn't do it anymore. Uh, his new book uh, is called Dark Arena, based very much on some of those experiences that he had. Now, talking about friendships, I was, I was reading that you, you had explained that at the time that you were in the uh, the company, you were allowed to tell a small number of friends what you did, but what those friends would then have to be vetted, so it was safe to tell them. Tell me a bit more about that. Yeah, so you can uh, you can um, uh, pick up a few people, uh, a very small amount of people. Mm. You are allowed to uh, uh, disclose the fact that uh, you work uh, in the DGSE, but of course you are not clearly not allowed to say what you're doing exactly. Yeah. Where you're going? Who are your targets? I'm Nothing. off over here to assassinate yeah, yeah. this guy. So, so it's it's yeah. it's clearly only uh, I work in uh, you know in um, secret mm-hmm. service or I work in intelligence for the Ministry mm-hmm. for Defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and those people, uh, before you are allowed to talk to them and tell them, uh, those people have to be checked um, uh, by the uh, internal security of the company. Uh, check of their the, the check of their background. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it means they are a bit followed as well, observed, uh, this kind of stuff. Of course, Prior with, to telling them. Yeah, yeah, them. yeah. So sometimes you can have the company telling you, okay, but with this guy on the list, uh, you're not allowed to tell him. Uh, what, what might be the kind of reason? Uh, that someone who is talking too much. Right. Um, uh, someone who uh, they think might be uh, able to... Uh, Talk to the media, or, or he's you know drunk every night in pubs, and 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 actually was approached without realizing it by someone of the company, and in one night he told all his life, uh, and 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 so this kind of stuff. But uh, the issue is then when you finally are uh, allowed to talk to those friends, and you go and tell them, you have, to, and you tell them. Uh, but of course, the question they have is, but why are you telling me? Are you allowed to tell me? Yeah. And you say, oh, yeah, I'm allowed to because you've been checked. And those friends can take it really badly because it means that you lied to them, you didn't tell them, and you basically dropped uh, their names for them to be checked, observed, followed, and everything. And, and their families too and, in and, some and, cases? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, they can take it really badly. So how many friends did you keep once you told them what you did? Uh, three. Right, out of five? Uh, yeah, yeah. Five, yeah, incredible stuff. And now, uh, one of the other interesting things, because I would have kind of thought it would make much more sense to have single people working for a secret service because there's no collateral damage. There's no wife or husband or family that will end up being caught up in it. But surprisingly, um, it, it's not the case, is it? That, that for example, the, the French company would have preferred you to be married. Why yeah. would that be? It it uh, well it depends for what to do but um, for what I was doing uh, so the clandestine operations um, which can be quite offensive but usually uh, short term so it's a few days to a few weeks um, you have five different identities on which you turn and uh, all the time so if you uh, basically uh, burn one for one mission um, you have to dismantle this ID in less than twenty four hours. And you're going to rebuild a fifth one uh, the following day uh, to continue another operation because you have different, you have like between 10 to 15 missions in the same time. Uh, and um, 
if uh, you are not married, uh, it's very easy when you end up in another country being someone else who uh, has to play a role uh, with a, a suitcase full of money, uh, another bank account, another phone, another address, another everything. Uh, it's very easy to, uh, to lose the track of who you are. And uh, when you are married with kids, um, it's, it's something which grounds you back and, and hooks you back to the, the real life. Uh, but that's when you are recruited. I mean, they are looking for mental stability and usually marriage is a sign of this mental stability. The problem is that that's to uh, be recruited. But then when you are recruited, what the company is going to ask you to do, uh, by definition, is something which is going to impact your marriage and wreck your marriage. So divorce, and your mental stability. Yeah, and, and so divorce is usually the, the rule. Uh, and, and, and also suicide. I mean, the, the alcoholism and suicide, that's, the company has the highest rate of suicide in the whole French uh, you know, defense wow. forces. Yeah. Because usually you enter, you're stable, yeah. Uh, married. Uh, then in your yin and yang, you know, you have to develop your dark side as much as possible to fight um, the devil. Mm. Uh, and then you end up with no white spots anymore. Mm. Uh, and you become uh, one of those someone else. Or uh, you just consider your real identity as a sixth additional identity and you play the role of the husband, you play the role of the father, the same way you are someone else mm. uh, the day before. And usually, defense, uh, usually divorce uh, happens. Uh, and then uh, you end up uh, by yourself, potentially out of the field because you divorce, so they consider you're not stable enough to go on a mission. <laughs> wow, it's a catch-22. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 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 uh, and so, uh, uh, or you're still on the field, but uh, you can't see your kids anymore, you can't see your wife anymore. So people go into alcoholism or, uh, at the end of the day, uh, uh, suicide. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's it's um, you have to detect the tipping point on when you have to leave. Mm. Uh, what, where was that for you? Ah, uh, look, it it I think it came gradually, but uh, at some point I looked at myself in the mirror in one morning, and you know I I, I looked at my eyes, and I could see that uh, uh, my uh, my eyes and my were not the same, uh, and and my wife was telling me that you know I was not the, the I was not the, the, the man she, she married. Uh, and then I knew it was um, a good time to um, potentially um, stop. Yeah. Had she been asking you to stop? You who? Your wife. My wife? Yeah. No, no, no. She, did, she didn't ask me to stop. She, uh, she just said, uh, you know, you're not, uh, I can see that you changed. Uh, mm. You're not the one uh, I used to know. Uh, I don't really know who you are anymore. And, and the kids are scared of you. You don't want your own kids being scared of you, no. no. Yeah, and your protagonist, um, yeah, Alec Payne, is increasingly worried about the safety of his wife and, and kids. And Dark Arena starts with the story of another DGSE operative who comes to a very nasty uh, end at the hands of some Russians and his poor wife and kids witness terrible things and then they go into safe houses and basically have to change their identities as well. How often does that Not happen? often, but Not it often. does happen. Yeah. Uh, it did happen, actually. Is that a real story you were drawing from? Yeah, I'm not allowed to tell real stories, but okay. so they are inspired it's a, it's by a, a real novel. story. It's, it's yeah. inspired by real story. 
Um, well, it does happen that uh, but because that's the ultimate um, threat and mm. it's that the bad guys you are uh, fighting uh, or working on uh, track back your real name and, and your, your family. Uh, and that's why we have false identities. It's not just to... Uh, to uh, be James Bond in, a, in the lobby of a, a nice hotel. Um, we, uh, we are trying to protect our families. And, and of course, sometimes, for any kind of reasons, uh, the people you are working against uh, do find out. Mm. And uh, then it's not good because they have leverage. They have a leverage on you. Uh, they can uh, use this information different ways, depending on who they are. But as I was telling you at the beginning, some services are more... Uh, uh, offensive, let's say, or violent than others. Uh, and um, some of them don't hesitate to threat the family. And so it, it can happen. And if it happens, uh, then, of course, immediately the family uh, has to be uh, put away to protect the family. Uh, the the, the uh, member of the company uh, who got caught uh, with his real name uh, is not allowed to go back to work and to go back on any other kind of mission. Uh, then, of course, you have heavy debrief, uh, debriefing mm. to know where uh, the issue was. Uh, and then the family, the wife, kids, um, have to have another identity somewhere in the countryside, uh, not allowed to talk to their families, not allowed to talk to their Ever? friends, uh, not for a period of time. How long uh, does that tend to be? A few years. Wow. And, and so, for example, for the kid... Uh, immediately being in a in another school under another identity, no friends, not allowed to tell anyone, uh, and invent a past. Uh, and for the wife, not allowed to talk to her parents, to her friends, to anyone. And in some cases, the parents wouldn't even know what was going on and why their daughter had suddenly just disappeared off the face of the earth. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's it's uh, it's a very complex, uh, very complex situation. Gosh, would you? <laughs> I don't know why anyone would want to get together with a spy, Jack. It mm. sounds like a, a really kind of difficult relationship to be in because you'd always be worried about that. Yeah, and worried and also you lose. I mean, my wife, uh, when I was away, uh, of course, she had some, you know, friends telling her, you know, where, where is your husband? Mm. I mean, he's, and and she, she can't tell anyone. Uh, she can hardly tell her parents, mm. uh, especially in my case because she's Australian. Uh, so... Uh, she ends up really alone, mm. lonely uh, by herself, losing a lot of friends, uh, not able to create new relationships with new friends, uh, having to look after the kids, working, uh, look after the house. Uh, and then uh, you have the husband coming back and, and he's mentally mm. you know, um, damaged uh, and she has to deal with it. Uh, so it's, it's, yeah, it's not easy. Mm. Uh, Jack Beaumont is my guest. His new book is Dark Arena. It's uh, another a second book uh, set in the world of uh, France's DGSE, uh, the Secret Service uh, Agency. You mentioned that when you start the job, Jack, you have to find your dark side. How do you do that? Well, that's a good question, actually. Uh, unfortunately, and that's where I was uh, telling you that I've lost faith in humanity. Mm. Um, did you have it when you started? Or I you think all... everyone has one. Everyone. A dark side. But did you have faith in humanity when you started? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, everyone has a dark side. Uh, everyone has a secret garden and everyone has dark thoughts sometimes. Mm. Uh, but you just don't exploit it. Mm. 
Um, some do because the way they were, you know, raised or the family situation, they didn't have the choice and they had to become, you know, to develop the dark side to survive. Mm. Uh, and some others uh, can afford not to develop it uh, because the life is, uh, you know, nice with them. Uh, but from the moment um, you start to dig in yourself and uh, and because of some situations have to develop this dark side, uh, then it's, it takes a lot of space of space in mm-hmm. your soul and it's very, very hard, uh, very hard to, uh, to get rid of and, and to reduce after that. I'm sure that's right. Once you sort of let it out to play, if you will, it, it becomes more and more prominent, I'm sure. So, look, on a brighter note, the book, um, The Frenchman, was enormously successful and I think there are some pre- potential TV or film options for it. Yeah, TV series. Yeah, so, so the, um, uh, the rights of The, the Frenchman were sold to a, um, a US uh, produ- uh, producing company uh, called Ink Factory uh, and actually they are the sons of John Le Carre. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they are the yeah. one who made uh, The Night Manager, uh, Little Drummer Girl, mm-hmm. uh, Most Wanted Man, uh, this, kind of, uh, this kind of show. Um, and the scriptwriter who is uh, adapting the, the book, The Frenchman, into uh, eight to ten episodes uh, is called Nick Pizzolato. And Nick Pizzolato is the creator and writer of True Detective. True Detective. And and he's uh, yeah he's a great uh, we we became uh, uh, really close and and he's a he's a great guy and his idea basically would be because it's being a spy is as I was describing very dark mm. and true detective is also very dark yes. so the idea would be to make a kind of a true detective but uh, on espionage yeah. uh, with the same darkness. Mm. And would you hope that Dark Arena would also become part of that? It could. I mean, yeah. uh, it could because that's, as it is a, a series of, of books. Mm. So uh, in Dark Arena, you have the same characters as in The Frenchman, uh, but it's a different story. So what I try to do on each book is to uh, um, talk about a different or address a different topic, let's say. So the first one was very much about how do you recruit a human source Mm. Uh, how do you approach this person? How do you manipulate this person, etc.? So that's uh, and of course the spycraft methodologies on how we communicate on the field, putting stickers in different places mm. and because we have no phone or uh, um, uh, all these kind of techniques. Then the second one was uh, about the cooperation between the different services, allies services, and how. We all pretend to be best friends and sharing information <laughs> yes. because we're all allies. But actually, when you get the real information, you try to keep it for yourself. Right. So there's no but, real trust between nah. the different agencies. Uh, yes, and there is a kind of trust. But mm. of course, when you really get the gold information, the question is, what do you give to the others? Mm. Because you never know where it's going to end up. And, mm. um, and also, you're always worried that the source... Uh, who, uh, who or which gave you this information. Uh, you don't want to burn it. Mm. Uh, so I'm trying to describe this cooperation in this very highly actu- actual geopolitical plot. I'm trying to describe this relationship between the services. Uh, and then in the third one, it will be more, uh, the let's say, war um, between within the services, uh, between the internal security services and the external security services, uh, because we don't um, work for the same minister. And, and so usually 
the ministers at a very high political level mm -hmm. are trying to drag the power uh, to themselves and, and, and to, uh, uh, to make the other agency uh, uh, fall. Mm. Yeah. So you've started writing that, have you? Yeah, yeah. 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 All yeah. right. Well, we look forward to that one then. Um, Jack, thank you so much for coming into the studio and talking Thanks to us about me. Dark Arena today. Jack Beaumont and uh, his new book is Dark Arena. You're listening to Nightlife with Suzanne Hill on ABC Radio and on the ABC Listen app.